3: 107 on this cloudy Monday. Halloween Eve, I guess you could call it. Looking like a pretty scary cold front coming through. It's going to be chilly. You heard in the news it's going to be one of the coldest Halloweens of all time in New Orleans and Louisiana. So make sure you're bundling up those kiddos. Might not be too late to uh, change to a, a warmer costume, you know? I don't know. Maybe your kid wants to dress up like a polar bear, something that they can really. So they can really bulk up on. I'm Ian Hoke. I'm the senior studio producer of Scoot on the Air and the assistant program director and brand manager here at WWL Radio. Scoot is taking an additional day off. I've just learned this uh, just uh, last night. Uh, Scoot is actually going to be back on Wednesday. So Coleman and I, we're going to do the show tomorrow on Halloween. How about that? How about that? We're going to get to do Ian's Big Dumb Halloween special. Hey, I think, yeah, I'll talk to you about that during the break. I have a, a special open that I got produced last year for the Big Dumb Halloween special. Uh, I think I'll do another scary stories segment. You know, we did a a, a a whole hour last year of of me just reading scary stories that were sent in by you, the listener, and that that was pretty damn fun. So we'll see if we can do that again. I need to set up a a new email account so I can get y'all to send in your stories. I had a special one last year, but I can't recall what it is. On the show today, uh, we are hoping to hear from our friend Matthew in Ukraine. Uh, I guess it's a, it's a non-zero chance that we don't hear from him, given the communications struggles that he has had to endure recently, but uh, spoke to him last on Friday via email, said, you know, hey, man, I'll call you in at 120. So uh, we should expect to hear from Matthew in just a little bit here. You know, it, Russia is either losing the war in Ukraine or have sort of got it worked down to a stalemate, uh, depending on who you ask, but they they can't do it. The, the Ukrainians, rather, they, they can't they can't persist in this effort without Western resources and Western weapons. You're starting to see a little bit of daylight uh, between the United States Senate and the lower chamber, which is now, of course, being run by Mike Johnson, who seems like he wants to um, not pass that 60 billion dollar aid package that Joe Biden was asking for. That includes money for not only Ukraine, but also Israel, Taiwan and the border. Uh, I saw this morning that it looks like Mike Johnson would rather move those aid packages forward individually instead of all in one big bill. Um, Mitch McConnell in the Senate, I think, is not a fan of this plan. Mitch McConnell has been pretty clear and on the record about, you know, his position is that we need to send Ukraine all the money they need. Uh, I think there's not quite as much of an appetite for that in the lower chamber now. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But we're going to get a report from From Matthew about conditions on the ground there, and then at uh, two o'clock, you know what's going on with the mosquito population explosion? So many mosquitoes everywhere. Experts say it's just one more thing that we can blame on this damn drought. Marsh fires have also contributed to the problem. Are you seeing more mosquitoes at your place? I know I am. I'm getting bit up. I was at a I was at a, a a child's birthday party in Gentilly on Saturday night, standing around outside, and I thought, gosh, you know it's it's cool. But I'm still getting bit a lot, so I just want to know what's going on. Why are there so many of these little uh, miniature vampires out there? How bad are they? What are you seeing? How should we repel them? And the cool front is coming. I'm excited about that. Hopefully, uh, that uh, aids us some with the mosquito problem as well. So we're going to talk to Kevin Callowett, who's a medical entomologist and the director of the St. Tammany Parish Mosquito Abatement District, and then at three o'clock, uh, we're just going to talk about Iran and why Iran is the way that it is. Um, you know, we're, we're having, of course, a, an appropriate amount of conversation and concern about what's happening between Israel and Hamas. I think it's uh, widely agreed upon that Hamas doesn't do anything without aid and permission from Iran. So we can't really talk about the conflict in the Middle East without talking about Iran, of course. And if we're going to be talking about Iran, personally, I would just like to know a little bit more about what happened over there in the course of the last hundred years. I mean, we all we know about the revolutions and the Shah. But I I don't know. I just want to understand more about it. So we're going to speak to uh, historian Kelly Shannon from Stanford University. She's a Hoover Institution fellow about how influence and and interference, not only from America, but also from the United Kingdom and Russia and other countries. Um, You know, we meddled in Iranian politics. And, you know, I don't know if this is quite the result that we desired, but it's the Iran that we have anyway. And then at four o'clock, man, we got the second guest coming up and then followed by the Saints coaches show. They're going to be speaking with head coach Dennis Allen and then passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Ronald Curry. Uh, that's always a good time, especially after a kick-ass win like that, huh? was that for you?
4: It was unexpected, actually. I didn't, I didn't think it would be that much.
3: Uh, yeah, I kind of didn't expect it either. That first quarter, I was thinking, oh, God, here we go again. But then, I don't know, everything just, just went our way after that. I was so pleased. I had such a good time watching that game, man. Did you, um, did you do anything halloween
4: not yet. I'm still struggling. I know tomorrow the weather's going to change, so yeah. now nah, I'm debating on whether or not. I've I I've narrowed my Halloween costume to three choices. Maybe you can help me out. Okay. okay. So my first idea was going to be Adam from the uh, the Adam and Eve story from the Bible. Okay. Maybe get like a fig leaf or something. Just a fig leaf? Just a fig leaf. It's oh, my, be? Yeah, my second idea was a streaker, <laughs> you know, one of those guys that run into the football field. Yes. And then my third idea was a flasher, like get a trench coat or something. So I don't know which one I'm going to be, but I'm guessing wow. with the weather— Maybe the flash is the way to go, because at least I have You're a trench You're going to have
3: a trench coat, right? Yeah, but I
4: really want to go with Adam from the Adam and The Eve
3: fig story. leaf's not going to give you any...
4: No, any, I might have any... to use like a, one of those giant palm tree leaves. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, one of those. I don't know what they're called. I'm just going to call them palm a, tree a, a,
3: a frond? I think they're called a frond. Hey, man, Matthew Perry died on Friday night. I saw that. I couldn't buy it. That just hit me like a ton of bricks, man. Did I they, was not emotionally prepared for that. Rest in peace, I, my good man.
4: I've heard two different stories. I'm not sure which one is. Was it cardiac arrest or did he drown in a hot tub?
3: I, I think it was both. So or he I, had a,
4: a heart attack in the hot tub? That's my understanding. Okay.
3: Because I know that the 911 call was for a cardiac arrest, but the cause of death was drowning. So I don't, I don't know. I guess more details to find out there. Like, who called 911? Was he... I I guess he must have somebody must have discovered one of his friends yeah (laughs) nice Um, I got some quotes here from uh, some of his co-stars on friends there Maggie Wheeler you know she played Janice and she said what a loss the world will miss you Matthew Perry the joy that you brought to so many in your too short lifetime will live on I feel so very blessed by every creative moment we shared Morgan Fairchild played his mother. She says, I'm heartbroken about the untimely death of my son, Matthew Perry. The loss of such a brilliant young actor is a shock. I'm sending love and condolences to his family, especially his dad. Uh, A couple other actors. uh, Hank Azaria, I guess, was very close with Matthew Perry. Hank Azaria was uh, Phoebe's on-and-off boyfriend, David, Uh, reading now from, what is this? harpersbazaar.com. Over the years, Azaria and Perry became very close, and Azaria said Perry greatly helped him deal with his own battle with addiction. He even took Hank Azaria to his first AA meeting. Upon learning of Perry's death, Azaria shared a heartfelt video tribute. He said Perry was his first friend in Los Angeles. They were really more like brothers. Azaria said, we drank a lot together, and we laughed a lot together. We were there for each other in the early days of our career. He was just as funny as he was on Friends and on other things too. In person, he was just the funniest man ever. Man, what a loss! You know, I really thought that there was some possibility. You know, they did the like the reunion special on HBO a couple years ago, right? Yeah, I wondered if maybe they were going to—I don't know—do
4: one of straight the streaming remakes. I did they exactly would pull the house, yeah, uh, like they- and
3: probably not like a reboot the entire show, but maybe just do like one, you know, one episode, one sort of reunion thing. Matthew Perry will be fondly remembered. If you want to get in on any of the action today, you know the number. It's 504-260-1870. That is the Oakland Art Jewelers talking Text Line. At any time, you can shoot me a text. Uh, you can give me a call. I will be reading 100% of your text messages that you send in. I'll reply to as many as I can. And the very best ones, I will read on the air. So make them count. I'm Ian Hokin for Scoot. In just a moment, I'll be back with
1: Matthew in Ukraine. Stick around.
3: 122 here on this cloudy monday i don't know it's it's cloudy but it's not unpleasant like it was kind of a beautiful day i rode my bike down here today. I had to sw- i just uh swing by the bank and uh pick up a new debit card because mine suddenly stopped working they said the guy at the bank said maybe like i used um you know i i, I bought gas or something you know you got the, the skimmers you know, where you go to, like, buy something and there's another device on top of the, the swipe. What the hell was that? I just knocked something down. Did you see that? I think it was my heart. Oh, what what happened to your heart? I don't know. It, was, it just... Just stopped?
4: Yeah, I think he knocked it out.
3: Okay. We are uh, waiting for Matthew. Um, yeah, like I predicted, I kind of thought might be possible that he is going to be a little bit late or might not be here at all. So just you and me for now. Uh, Here's a story from ABC7.com. Tarantula on roadway causes crash involving international tourists in Death Valley. Reading now from the article, a tarantula crossing the road led to a crash involving tourists from Switzerland and Canada. The average tarantula is about five inches long, slow moving and not a threat to humans or vehicles. But when tourists spotted one crossing the road in Death Valley, they braked very suddenly, causing a crash that sent a motorcyclist to the hospital. A couple from Switzerland was driving on uh, I-90 east of Town Pass in Death Valley National Park when they saw, quote, the fuzzy little arachnid crawling across the roadway. They jammed on the brakes to avoid hitting it. <laughs> and a motorcyclist crashed into the back of their camper van. A Canadian, uh, 24-year-old Canadian man was transported to a hospital in Parump in parump p a h r u m p what the hell is that
4: oh
3: okay yeah it's the little drummer boy the origin of that song nice have you ever um have you ever hit an animal in a car have you ever hit a deer or an alligator i think i hit an owl once um, dude that's bad luck it is that is terrible it was, luck it was a
4: baby owl as well
3: oh was, Coleman, you're killing me man I,
4: I didn't know until like I got out the car and I saw something in, in the grill I'm like what the what the hell is that and it, it was a baby owl. I I didn't see it, I didn't feel the impact.
3: It Brother. was just in front of my car. Ooh, yeah. No, that's bad luck. I remember um a friend of mine in high school hit like 3 owls in one, you know, brief period of months, like one one season. He'd uh, driving around in his Mustang and he, he just always had terrible luck after that. It was he was cursed. Well, he hit where the owl.
4: where was he driving?
3: I don't know, around in the country somewhere. That's what
4: I'm saying. Like, I was in a city. I was in Woodmere, pretty much. It's like, where does the owl come from in Woodmere?
3: Dude, that's bizarre. I can't even imagine.
4: Speaking of tarantulas, you brought that up. One of my pet peeves with um, NFL football, some of the team names sound soft to me. Like if you want to strike fear in your opponent's heart, you yeah. can't be going around calling yourself a dolphin or a jet. But or I always wonder what it would be like having a team called like the Tarantulas or the Sabertooth Tigers, you know, animals or yeah, characters that actually more strike aggressive. fear. Yeah. In the opponent's heart, because I don't get afraid to saying, oh, we're taking on the Dolphins. The like,
3: okay, 49ers. <laughs> right. Am I expected to feel, like, threatened or intimidated by that? I don't think so. You feel bad for some of those NFL teams, the ones that are, like, you know, 100 years old or something. Yeah. If, they, if, you know, if Green Bay uh, was, you know, becoming a new franchise, I don't think they would pick Packers. Nah, I doubt it. You know, they would pick something, you know, like the Timberwolves or Werewolves or Wolverines or something like that, I would guess. Yeah, so it feel bad for the—well, do you think Saints is intimidating to anybody? No, but I'm, just, I'm not going uh, to
4: besmirch the Saints because no, we have a long not. legacy of, of Louisiana Parish. It makes sense, but I wouldn't be afraid if somebody said, hey, watch out for that Saint. You know, if I was in a Winn-Dixie or something, watch out for that Saint. it's going to hurt you. Like, it's yeah. a Saint. it's not no, going to hurt right anybody.
3: Thing. Hey, here's an interesting story from TheMessenger.com. Uh, homeowner's X-rated Halloween display— across the street from a Washington state elementary school is causing controversy. The display in Lakewood features skeletons in various sexual positions, which has led to some Idlewild elementary parents to complain that the decorations are inappropriate. Now, I wasn't really that interested in this story. Like I wasn't going to share this with you. Uh, but then at the end of the article, it says this display joins a list of other Halloween setups that have people upset. A Utah city demanded that a resident take down a Halloween display that appeared to show a skeleton with a purple wig hanging upside down from a street sign as if it were a stripper pole. Then, the article continues, a New Orleans-area homeowner defended his display that features a beheaded Jesus. Remember this? We talked about this on the show. I think it was in Bucktown. Yeah, the guy's name is Vic Miorana, and he gave this quote that says this is just decorations for fun it's not a real jesus these are foam props that i made Vic, i don't think the issue is that people think it's really jesus like i think people understand that that's not really jesus and it's just a prop right
4: so would it have made a difference if it wasn't Jesus, it was just a random decapitated head.
3: Yeah, I don't know what. Who does he think he's fooling with this stuff?
4: So when it comes to the the, the stripper pole one, is it really yeah. X rated or is it X
3: rayed Hey, wow, well, yeah, because you can see all the bones and stuff. Right. Absolutely right. Hey, if you want to get in on anything we're talking about here today, go go ahead and join it. We're, we know we got nobody to talk to while we're waiting for Matthew. So if you want to jump in here and talk to me about the saints or Halloween or mosquitoes or how great Coleman is, uh, we'll take those calls. Here's an uh, article on our website, uh, WWL.com. This seems like pretty obvious to me, but uh, Gen Z takes Halloween parties more seriously than millennials. A recent survey of 1,000 Gen Z and millennial adults who celebrate Halloween recently found that parties for the holiday mean more to the younger generation. The survey found that 42% of Generation Z took Halloween parties very seriously, while only 34% of their millennial counterparts felt the same. Obviously, the younger you are, the more seriously you're going to take Halloween parties. I don't know why that would be controversial. But I guess they felt the need to poll about it. On the Okinawa Jewelers Talking text line, Soothsayer Sam is here today, and he says, I saw a truck in front of me hit a pelican going over the i-55 bridge kind of gave a whole new meaning for the pelican being on final (laughs) okay uh let's see here's a text that says hey ian regarding the saints i liked what i saw yesterday so the arrow is pointing up this week it was pointing down last week they are the definition of an average team so far as a season ticket holder until they string together a few wins i will stay cautiously optimistic i've been here before because the Bears could come in and play their best game of the season next week, and then the arrow points down again. We'll see, Pat. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm hardly an expert on these sorts of things. I, like many of you, am just a fan. I enjoy cheering for the team, but I don't. I just feel like something invisible is gone. Somebody said, I think during the pregame show yesterday, they were talking to the the announcer for the Colts, and he says, you know, the offense is all there. It's like. What was the allegory he made? He says it's like uh, like the, the parts of a car are all there. like the engine is in good condition, you know the wheels are all tuned up and everything, but theres there's like no driver or <laughs> some other very important part of the, uh, the part of the vehicle that's missing. Um, <laughs> Kenneth and Raceland is here. He says, if you beat the Saints, you go to hell.
4: Is he talking about the football team, or is he talking about actual practicing saints?
3: I'm sure he's talking about the football team.
4: I'm quite sure if you beat anybody up, or you go to hell.
3: Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Can't beat people up. Here's a text that says, uh, "Dolphins are badass. They kill sharks." So you're, you know, you said, "Well, some of these NFL teams have kind of soft names," but you know, dolphins are pretty badass.
4: Porpoises?
3: Porpoises? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's another text that says, Hey, Ian, Pahrump is the town in Nevada where Art Bell lived and broadcast Coast to Coast Midnight in the desert. I did not know that. Man, when I first started working at WWL and we had Coast to Coast AM, that was my job. That was the first job I ever did here was I ran the board overnight all by myself. uh, And I was listening to Coast to Coast in the morning. And it was creepy and weird because at the time, we were still over in the building that is now Benson Tower, right next to the Superdome. And it was after Katrina and all the other office tenants uh, moved out of that building. But we could not. And I think it because you know we have all this communications and technical infrastructure that can't just be you know moved across the street, you know, like regular office furniture. So we had to stay in there a couple months longer. And so I had to come, you know at midnight, I would get there and we'd put on Coast to Coast AM, and I was the only person in this entire building, and it was very creepy because it um, it was very it was still very much damaged in there. There's like office furniture and papers and stuff laying all over the place. There were some windows that were still open, so it's very very creepy. Um, glad we don't work there anymore. James on the North Shore is here. Welcome. What's going on today, man? Man, Happy
5: Halloween, man! Thanks for having me on today, bud.
3: Absolutely. What's on your mind? <laughs>
5: All right, man. Well, I spent this was well, mainly yesterday online on Facebook, going over with countless people who were trying to argue back a point. My point was, and I don't believe MAGA can go around and take a higher ground right now of saying
3: you. Do you um, say MAGA? MAGA can't
5: take the high ground. MAGA. Okay. Well, no, right because no, no, right, um, to me, MAGA equals Hamas. You got MAGA over here threatening Democrat lives, asking when they can go target them, talking about going out and actually doing harm to other Americans. These Americans, these Democrats, they're no different from the babies or the children or the or the men who were in Maine or the children who were in Israel. When they go, they threaten their own members up in the House in in this Congress when they were fighting for Speaker. Mm-hmm. You had MAGA Republicans threatening other Republicans because they weren't voting their way. What difference is that from Hamas? And when they say the squad, all right, there is a squad on, on, on the left side, on the Democrat side. But you don't have millions of people backing the squad and, and repeating everything they say. A lot of people laugh at them because they're ridiculous, you know? Mm. I know I called in last week, and when I was trying to explain something, I said, poor Hamas. I, didn't, I in no way support Hamas or anything that goes on with them.
2: I think sure. you are a
5: small, weak person if you've got to threaten other people. I've never, Ian, you've been reading my text for years. I've never threatened anybody. No. I've never called in he here. Not. I complain. I put my hand up and say, yes, I think these people are dangerous, but I don't threaten them. And I'm going to tell you why I don't, Ian, and why I've got to this point in life where I don't threaten anybody and I don't think anyone should is because we're all vulnerable. The person who could be standing in front of me cursing me one minute could have a heart attack and drop dead. And there ain't no way I'm going to look at that person and say, good for him, and walk off. Hell no. I'm going to get down there and do everything I can to make sure they get home to their mothers and their children and their wives. Okay? We've got to stop this hate. It's right here in America right now, and it's called MAGA. And they're trying to take this higher ground like they're the, they're the way to go. They, they got all the answers. I've been on Facebook for the past 24 hours. They're still texting me back, trying to have an argument. They have All they can do is name call. They have no policies to back up. They have nothing but name calling. That's all they can do is call your names back, and you sit there, and you write. I, I sent you an email earlier of some of the messages I was having with the people on yeah. Facebook, and I never got anything policy back. All I got was a bunch of always. All right. You're this and you're that. yeah. So let's, let's, let's you
3: yeah, I want to put this card one kind of, one piece at a time. For, like, so it's, 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 it's not congruent in my mind for you to say, you know, all they have is name calling, but you've just said that MAGA, the, the Make America Great movement is the same thing as Hamas, but I don't, I bet you don't, like, I see the point you're trying to make, but you can't, you can't really be serious. You can't be literal about that. Right.
5: Okay. Well, just, all right, well they've actually Sit here and threaten other Americans. They want like like Hamas does. Hamas threatens Israelis, right? Well, but they also Niagara murder them. I mean, Americans. Hamas
3: is a is a is a murderous, violent terrorist organization. I mean, that you can't quite you know, draw a perfect parallel between that and you know, movement conservatism in the United States. And yeah, and it's true there are right, but when the we we know people, about the people. The sorry, openly, sorry. Like you, I'm sorry. Now you know we we all heard about you know what happened to. Uh, The people that that weren't supporting Jim Jordan, their wives got these terrible comments. They had their lives threatened by by like mysterious uh, by their own voters. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I understand what the point that you're trying to make there about threats. But I I think it's a, a little bit of a bridge too far to say like MAGA equals Hamas. That's not true.
5: Well, you know, to to say that is to kind of open people's eyes. I'm not trying to fight with them. My family is MAGA, Uh Ian. I don't want to fight with them. I'm just trying to open people's eyes, and I think that's a good way to open people's eyes, and maybe that will make them kind of cool down all the threatening that they're doing, okay? Yeah. Like I told you before, I've never called up here threatening anybody, trying to make any violence towards anybody. I'm just saying this because I hope it opens some people's eyes. I just told you if they were to be in front of me yelling and something happened to them, i stop in a second and help make sure they make it home. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of them probably would let me later their day because they just don't like what I say. Yeah. All right? I, mean, I ain't trying to pick on everybody. I, I do hear you, bud. Happy hear. Halloween to everybody. All, All right. Every new Take good care, James. <laughs>
3: care. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised that James is not having fruitful conversations on Facebook. You can't come out of the gate and say that MAGA equals Hamas. That's not going to make any friends. Let's go to Walter on the North Shore. You're on the air, sir. Good afternoon.
0: Yeah, uh, I hate to say it, the guy that just talked, all he was trying to do is start a ruckus between Republicans and Democrats. Most of the problems of this hate come between the two parties. They can't even sit in the same room and decide a bill or something these
5: days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know
0: what? Term limits for everybody in this world would be a better off place.
3: Walter, okay, so I I like to talk about term limits, and we're actually going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow. I have a guest who's going to talk about this project to – uncap the house and add more than a thousand uh representatives to that's congress ridiculous. it seems kind of crazy but listen the way that i think about term limits is I, I think that's a good idea i don't know what do you think would be the okay so say for if you're in congress not not senate but you know how many terms are we talking about you think like 10 terms 20 years
0: they're very simple the problem with Congress as well. They start staying in there so long. I mean, McCarthy and Schumann, that's one from each party, they've been in there so long, and they say, oh, we're going to make it better. Well, what the hell have they done in the last 30 years? Not a deadly squat. But you give them, like, you go you go up there, you go up there for eight years, whether you're a senator or a representative, you know, and then you get out and you don't go back. Well, you can switch from one house to the other. That's Okay because you're not, but you can't come back or anything to the old house. And just, I mean, why is it good for the governor and state representatives and everybody else, the mayors and stuff like that? But it's not good for the people in Washington, maybe because they live in their own world. And once you're in there for (laughs) a while, you know, you got all the money in the world. People pay for you because they know you're going to come back and you can help them. So a person like me, well, I wouldn't run anyway. I'd shoot myself first, probably. <laughs> but a person well, like me, I, I don't have the money to run, and I don't want to. You know, I think it's just ridiculous. I, I just, you know, and, I, you know, I believe in MAGA in a way, sure. not all the way. I wouldn't vote for Trump again. You, you know, I don't care if he was with a Democrat. I'd probably, probably vote Libertarian.
3: Yeah, you may have a chance. I wouldn't vote Democrat. Walter I've always kind of thought and I've been thinking about this more recently I don't I don't think we need term limits as much as we need more competitive districts. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't you wouldn't have people going to Congress and staying there for 20 or 30 or 40 years if they weren't in such a safe seat that they never really yep. had to Uh, That they never. Yeah. The money is there and your voters are there and nothing's ever going to change. But if you if and if you draw the district maps in a way, you know, end gerrymandering, uh, make it so (laughs) you can't just get in there and stay there for 10, 20 years because either you're going to face a general election that you lose or you'll face a primary election that you'll lose and the more robust that system is the more accountable your representatives are and that way that that also allows for you to have you know if you have somebody that's awesome that you love that you really want to keep in that job for a long time because experience matters i mean if you're you know if if you're the foreign affairs committee and you have only committee members that are you know have been in washington for 2 or 4 years that's going to be a less effective committee than one that you're has people that have, like, decades of experience. Let that
0: term be, like, eight years or something. And if you're a Interesting. Crook, like we have some up there <laughs> on both sides of the aisle, okay, yeah. that need to go to jail, uh, you know, you got to pull them out of there and put them on the sidelines. So, well, they haven't been convicted, but there's enough, you know, I don't know. I don't have the answer, but money corrupts, Washington corrupts.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heard that. Well, thanks for being a part of the show today, Walter. Nice speaking with you, man. Thank you, Ian. Stay you cool. have a blessed day. You too, sir. Uh, let's step away here and take care of some biz. I'm going to come back with more of your text messages and calls here. Uh, lots of you are responding to what James had to say when he equated MAGA with Hamas. And uh, we'll read some of those texts and some of yours coming up here in just a moment. I'm Ian Hilken for Scoop. We'll be right back. Love that jam. That's from ghostbusters 2. Oh, Coleman's wearing his Ghostbusters shirt today. I didn't even really clock that. Yeah,
4: big fan. I figured the day before Halloween, I get into that, that era where it's like, I'm, I ain't afraid of no ghost. No matter what kind of costume people walk into the studio with, I yeah. would not be afraid.
3: You know, Coleman and I are wearing the same hat today. That's interesting. Yeah, twinsies. I why not know all that happened. His is red, mine is black, but they are exactly the same hat. Uh, here's a text that says... It's no wonder that you would have a guest that compares MAGA to Hamas. I listen to Scoot regularly, and he villainizes MAGA and uses terms like right-wing, extreme, or right-wing radicals. He has literally said that people who watch Fox are right-wing radicals, so it's no surprise that someone who's tuned in his time slot could call a group that represents a large portion of the country the equivalent of Hamas. Okay, Uh, take this kind of one thing at a time here. I don't recall, and I no one is listening to Scoot more closely than I am. I promise you that. And I've never heard him just say people who watch Fox are right wing radicals. I don't, I don't know, like what other what TV network do you think the right wing radicals are watching? Like we know they're out there. <laughs> we know, we know right wing radicals exist, uh, and they're watching Fox News. So I don't, I don't think that's a, a controversial thing to say necessarily. Um, here's a text that says, there's only one side who have truck trains with MAGA flags, almost identical to how ISIS looks. It's an image from during the election season when the Biden bus was swarmed by Trump trucks. There's tons of parallels, but yeah, it's a reach. Yeah, James, I think, probably didn't mean it literally, but I maybe he may enjoy being more careful about his language because it's ridiculous to say that, you know, movement conservatism. In America is equivalent to Hamas, the terrorist organization, which murders people and beheads babies. Um, That's it's not the same thing. Uh, Coleman, you and I were talking in the last segment about how some NFL teams have names that are kind of soft. Here's a text that says, so every NFL team should be named after an animal or a mammal that can kill you. It's team sports, guys, not life or death. Ancient Rome called. Have you future dudes not evolved past violent pastimes yet
4: no it's a psychological thing it's it's more of you want to it doesn't necessarily have to be an animal or something that can you know well i guess it does have to be because some things are cool too like let's say if they were like uh, the New Orleans Batmobiles. Like that doesn't strike fear into your heart, but it's Batmobiles. also something cool to look at, you know, like it's just something cool. Like I, the Oilers is, wasn't a cool name. I'm glad they no. changed that. The Titans is a cool name we think how cool big man. a Titan is, you yeah. know that's cool. Bangles, something like that. Just something cool and something that that, that gives you a sense of adventure. Yeah.
3: yeah, it doesn't have to be violent, but it, it can't be like the Browns. Right, what is that? What is that? <laughs> What is that? I'm literally asking. I don't know. I can't believe no, I think I've it's never a, somebody's
4: last it. name, like whoever the guy was like at the James could Maybe the. He was that like, that I'm, would be I'm awesome, starting. The Cleveland James Browns.
3: D- yeah, hell yeah. I would follow that team. Uh, here's a text that says Green Bay's team was once sponsored by the Acme Meat Packing Company, hence the name The Packers. Not the same Acme as the one who counted Wiley Coyote as a customer. That's interesting. Oh, this texter goes on to respond to James as well, says kind of absurd to think that MAGA equals Hamas. The father of MAGA was the most pro-Israel president we've had in decades. But some of his crazy followers on the far right buy into a ton of QAnon crap that I've read that is subtly anti-Semitic. I don't think it's that subtle, brothers and sisters. QAnon is not uh, not friendly to the Jewish people. They often use the word Zion instead of Israel or Judaism, and it's never in a positive light. Now they're even mentioning the House of Rothschild, which was a frequent topic of Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah, there's a fair amount of interplay there, a fair amount of overlap between Alex Jones's audience and QAnon people and uh, people who have or are still supporting uh, the former guy, President Donald Trump. Give me another call. Give me another text, 504-260-1870. We'll step away and come back with more of those. And then at 2 o'clock, I'm looking very much forward to talking to Kevin Calouette from the St. Tammany Parish Mosquito Abatement District. We're going to find out why there's so many damn mosquitoes out there. Be right back. Let's go to Joe on the Okanard Jewelers talking text line. Joe, you're on the air. Got just a couple minutes for you, man. What's on your mind? Hey, is it Ian? Yeah, speaking. Hi. This
0: is Jim. Oh, I was Jim. Basically, calling back about that Five Nights at Freddy's.
3: About the what? The movie Five. Nights oh yeah, Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. What do you What you got? It was okay. It was okay. I
0: mean, I was hoping it'd be a lot darker. I mean, like the video game, but I mean, it was
3: okay. Do you mean dark? Like it was? It 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 wasn't scary enough, or like it was too no, funny? No, or... it
0: wasn't even that scary. I mean, there was even one point where, like the little girls in there playing with the Hey, no spoilers, so
3: no spoilers, no spoilers. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't spoil it for us, Jim. Some people might still want to go see the movie. But you say, okay, it should have been scarier. That's what you're saying, right? Jim, it's,
0: well, it's not a major point in the movie, so it really won't give them all away. Okay. But it was just like, it
3: could have been a lot scarier. Oh, that's too bad. How long is it? It's about an
0: hour and 15
3: minutes. Oh, well, that's that's not so bad. It's digestible. If it's under two hours, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Where and where did you see it? It was all right. Wait, what what movie yeah. theater did you go to?
0: We went to AMC Clearview.
3: Nice. That's a good one. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well thanks My for the report, yeah. with
0: me and went.
3: Cool, man. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your afternoon, man. Thanks for calling back and uh take it easy, keep it breezy. On the Oakland Art Jewelers Talking Text line here. Uh got a number of people who are letting me know. Uh the Browns. Their name stems from their founder and coach, Paul Brown, 1946. Exactly right. He was the first coach to study opponents' game tapes to scout them. He also invented the helmet face mask. The team joined the NFL in 1950 and went to seven straight league championships, winning four. They later drafted Jim Brown, and he was pretty damn great. And Paul Brown once had Don Shula and Chuck Knoll on his players in the 1950s. Same texter says, the Baltimore Ravens are totally cool. Named after Poe's poem. Yeah. See, the Ravens, that's a cool name. It doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be, you know, Baltimore Ass Kickers or something. It's just a cool but Why don't
4: they never say, quote the Raven nevermore when they score?
3: Hey, that'd be cool. I love that idea. More great ideas after the news with Chris Miller. I'll be right back on WWL. Stick around.